Hello and welcome to Management for Startups. Management for Startups is about managing people in businesses and small teams, organizations between 2 to 50 people. My name is Cedric. This podcast is never longer than 15 minutes. So let's get started. So today we're going to be talking about one-on-ones, and this is the second episode uh, talking about one-on-ones. In the previous episode, I basically tried to sell you on the idea of doing one-on-ones because I know that one-on-ones uh, get a lot of flack, especially if you're a new manager or if you have never experienced a good uh, one-on-one uh, when you were an individual contributor working under a manager. And I hope I've done a fairly good uh, job of convincing you that one-on-ones are worth considering. Today, we're going to be talking about how to implement one-on-ones. And basically, there I'm going to cover three things, which is, you know, the first thing will be I'll give you a concrete example of what I say at the beginning of every uh, at the beginning of my one-on-ones when I start doing them with a new teammate. And then I'm going to talk break down you know, my, my structure and sort of just give you guidelines and principles that you can then adapt to your unique situation. Because it's really important to remember that one-on-ones are a personal thing. You have a personal management style. Plus, uh, what works for me depends not only on my personal management style and my personality, but also on the industry that I'm in, the products and, and the, the company that I, you know, that I operate in, and the structure uh, with which you know, we pursue our work goals. So it's going to be really different from you because your industry is different, your company is different, your personality and management style is different. And so I'm just going to give a concrete example of what I do as a sort of like an, an intro, right? So I can use that as a segue to segue into what actually or why I actually do this and what considerations did I uh, go through when I came up with my approach. So for those of you who are just joining us for the first time, this is part of the mini-series, The Bare Minimum You Need to Know to Be an Adequate Manager. I've mentioned this, uh, that the first couple episodes of this podcast will be about this series. Um, and it's I've said this again and again at the beginning of every episode, but this is for people who don't like management and you're in a startup and you find yourself being push, pushed into management because that is how startups work, right? Uh, at the very beginning, you're an individual contributor and then uh, you find yourself as the startup grows to become the senior person who knows the most in the company and then you become responsible for the output of other people. And this series is really about the bare minimum of you know just four techniques to help you regain control over your sanity so that you can dedicate a portion of your schedule to focus on what you really love doing best, which is programming or designing or marketing or whatever it was you were before you were forced into management. So this is the, the, the fourth and last technique. And I said that we will be breaking this last technique uh, one-on-ones into three different episodes. And this is the second episode. I think over the weekend, I saw a bunch of Hacker News threads uh, or like a bunch of discussions. I went Googling about one-on-ones. And as expected, there were a number of uh, people, engineers in particular, uh, giving comments and a hacker news thread basically saying that oh you know one-on-ones are such a huge waste of time i really resent them i think uh, one of them basically said like oh i find i find this like a very um patronizing meeting that is forced on me when i would be way more productive just executing and implementing features for the company right and then their opinion is that management uh, is completely useless so i've already covered this in i, I think uh two episodes ago where or three episodes ago where i talk about what the manager's job really is and how to evaluate both your performance as a manager as well as evaluating other managers around you um but i think in this particular case it pays to sort of just reply to this very common complaint that one-on-ones are completely useless. And the way I'll, re- I'll respond to that is just to sort of say, I have a very clear test 
that you cannot, um, I mean, it's very clear that this test makes a lot of sense. Uh, and the test is basically, what is the, the last emergency that you have in your company, in your team, uh, that affected your entire team where you had to firefight? Uh, was that due to information that you didn't have, that you could have prevented if you knew this information a few weeks in advance, right? And if the answer to that is yes, and I guarantee you like nine times out of 10 in a startup, all emergencies are preventable if you had advanced knowledge of the problem or if you had better sort of information before the problem happened so that you can act to prevent it. And I know this from like very painful experience. If the answer is yes for the previous emergency that happened to you and, and you know, you think back and the emergency before that uh, happened for the exact same reason, then you probably need to consider uh, adopting structured strategies and structured techniques to get the information you need from preventing these blow-ups and emergencies from happening. Now, I'm not trying to say that it's possible to completely prevent blow-ups and emergencies. I mean, you're a startup and you basically are making things up as you go along, right? Um, and they, it's, it's a fact of life in startups that they are emergencies and they are huge problems that you couldn't have predicted. But I wager that a fairly large percentage, maybe 60 to 70%, even in a startup, uh, again, speaking from experience, are things that you can prevent if you had advanced knowledge. And if you could prevent them, you know, you are doing yourself a disservice uh, by not actually doing the activities that allow you to gain these pieces of information that could then prevent you from, you know, your team going into emergency firefighting mode every once a couple of weeks. So in this particular case, uh, when you have this metric of like, oh, when the last emergency that happened, could I have prevented it if I had known enough information? Um, this is also what I propose as a test for frequency. Very often people ask, am I doing uh, one-on-ones uh, frequently enough, right? Because like the industry standard at Google or Facebook is once a week, 30 minutes per subordinate uh, per week which is a lot of time. I mean, like if you have five or seven subordinates, you're basically spending 30 minutes for seven subordinates every week, which is a huge, you know, like, I mean, if you are an IC and you have to uh, do programming or designing in addition to your management work, this is a huge burden to ask of you. And so like the obvious question would be, can I reduce the amount of the frequency of the one-on-ones and the, the time that I spend during those one-on-ones? And the answer is totally yes, right? Different startups, different companies, different industries require different practices and you should adapt to what works for you. And the test that you should use for uh, figuring out if you're doing one-on-ones in the right frequency is if you are having too many emergencies happen that on retrospect, and when you, when you look back uh, on the emergency, uh, you realize that you could have prevented it if you had the right information, then you should increase the frequency of your one-on-ones. And if you do one-on-ones too frequently and you find that it takes up too much of your time, you can try to decrease the frequency of those one-on-ones and the length of those one-on-ones and sort of see if this affects the number of emergencies and um, uh, blow-ups that happen that you could have prevented from information. So use the amount of, you know, these blow-ups as the metric for whether you're doing enough one-on-ones frequently enough, or if you're doing it too frequently, you can reduce uh, the scale. And it is perfectly fine to have this, you know, be in place. Uh, if you're never blindsided and you reduce your, your one-on-one frequency to maybe once a month or, or uh, once a month for uh, what senior employees, senior subordinates and uh, more frequent for junior uh, subordinates and you find that the number of blow-ups and things that blindside you and take up your team's emergency firefighting periods uh, are still you know fairly acceptable uh, they don't happen that often uh, then you know you found a good sweet spot for yourself that works for you and power to you
Okay, so that's frequency. I've given you a good test to sort of understand uh, whether you're doing your one-on-ones uh, frequently enough. Uh, now let's talk about the actual structure of the one-on-ones. The way I do my one-on-ones is a standard that I figured out over the course of two years. And this works for me. And I do want to sort of just uh, give you an example of what I say to every new teammate on their first one-on-one -on -one with me. So to sort of set the context, uh, usually I send everyone an email or a chat message one week before scheduling them, and, and then I send them a calendar invite after we've worked out a good time for them to do the one-on-one. Then when it's time to do the one-on-one, I go to their table and I say, hey, it's time for a one-on-one, -on -one. and then we go walk out to off the office and go to a nearby cafe where I buy coffee for them. And the instant we start, you know, we walk out of the office, uh, I start talking. And I always say the same thing. In fact, it's it's so uh, structured at this point that I can just recite it from memory. You don't even have to look at a script. I say, hey, um, let's say we're talking to someone called uh, Joe, right? So, hey, Joe, um, uh, this is a one-on-one. -on -one. This is your first one-on-one -on -one meeting. And this is uh, basically a meeting that I do uh, every month uh, for about an hour with every report on my team. And there are three reasons for doing this one-on-one. -on -one. The first uh, reason is for information exchange. So you're probably, you know, you're new to this company. You probably have questions about whether the company is competitive, where it's going, information about products or new strategic initiatives that are coming up. Or maybe you're just like unsure whether we have enough money to survive uh, the, for how many months. So these are all things that I can tell you during our one-on-ones and you can sort of just raise these issues up so I can give you an idea of the broader context of the company. Uh, but in addition to that, it's really important for me to get information from you because you see things that I don't. Uh, I mean, I'm a manager, but you are a programmer and you are in the front lines of implementing features and product requests and you see things that I don't. And so it's really important for me to get information out of you uh, that can help the team or prevent problems from affecting everyone. And a huge portion of our one-on-one -on -one will be just, you know, exchanging information. Uh, the second reason of our one-on-one -on -one, uh, is for me to get to know you better. Uh, because I think it's important to have trust and you can only trust someone when you know who they are, uh, where they're coming from, what their history is. And so it's an opportunity not only for me to get to know you better, but also for me to share with you, you know, what kind of a person I am, where I'm from, and you know, to sort of share personal details. So that would make it easier for us when we're actually working you know, to have disagreements or to be productive together. Because if you know, if you can't trust me, then I don't think we can have a very uh, comfortable uh, relationship in the workplace uh, when we're implementing features or having disagreements or discussions or debates about what to, to do. And the third and last uh, reason or purpose for this one-on-one is to do career progression. So you probably know that we have a career path and the career path is built on skills. So every month when we do this one-on-one, -on -one, I will reflect on what you've accomplished in the previous month. I'll give you feedback on how you've done and then we will sort of talk about what you want to learn next, you know, so that we can get you closer to your promotion uh, faster. And then basically the one-on-one -on -one starts, right? Where I basically start talking about, hey, you know, how are you? Uh, how have you found your first week here? And so on and so forth. But I think... Uh, I think in the in this spiel that I give to every new hire is the basic of my one-on-one -on -one structure. And let's quickly break it down to sort of just talk about uh, what's important here. The first thing that I do have to say is that not 
every part of my structure is important. I can think of people in different industries where you don't really have control over their career path or their career progression. Um, you can talk about skills and you can sort of as their manager with actual delegating power. That means you have the power to delegate certain tasks to them and take away certain tasks from them. Uh, then you can, of course, talk about like what skill do you want to learn and you want to practice in the coming months. And then I will try my best to give you tasks that train those skills. And that's, that's, you know, that's really good, but not every manager has that power. Not every manager works in an environment where there is a clear promotion path. So uh, that's, you know, that's something that you have to adapt to your situation. But the key part to focus on here is really the first thing that I say is important uh, is the purpose for my one-on-one, which is information exchange. Information exchange is the whole reason you're doing one-on-ones, right? Uh, one-on-ones are a tool to get information to prevent blow-ups from happening. And therefore, the vast majority of the time, you should be focusing your efforts on getting adequate information and also sharing information. I mean, if your subordinate uh, has questions about the competitive environment or about the company's history, this is the time to bring it up because that's not something that's going to come up in day-to-day execution anyway. Um, but really, you need to focus on being able to uh, get the information that you need and to probe and explore and ask questions to find out things that you wouldn't know otherwise as a manager. And I think the general rule that you have to remember here is that the, you know you, you should be spending 70% of your time listening. If you're speaking more than 30% of the time, that's usually a red flag. Um, and it's okay to speak. I mean, you have to speak because you do need to share with yourself and you do need to open up if you expect people to open up. And that, you know, that, that sort of fits into the second uh, element of the one-on-one, which is I, I get to know each other. I think Every manager can benefit from getting to know their subordinates. And the trick here really is to understand that you need to open up first. So you need to offer information about yourself, like for example, where you're from, where you grew up, uh, what you taught about uh, the company or what you taught and made you join the company, um, your hopes and dreams and fears. And the, the trick is that if you open up first, that encourages your subordinate that you're talking to to open up as well. To sort of just summarize everything in a nutshell, uh, the main goal of the one-on-one, the thing that you do need to know and you do need to execute on is getting information, information exchange. And I don't mean a status report, right? You, Your goal here is to look for things that don't normally come up in day-to-day execution. And day-to-day execution should already involve uh, methods for tracking projects and methods for tracking status. And you should avoid those during one-on-ones because then you're giving up an opportunity to find out-of-band information that could, you know, know, blindside you. Um, The second thing is building trust. I think that applies broadly. The third thing is career progression, but that really depends on the kind of uh, organization and industry you're in and the power that you have as a manager. So that's it for how to do one-on-ones. Next week, I'm going to talk very quickly about how to start doing them in a company that has never done them before. And I'm also going to talk about the three kinds of one-on-ones you experience when you start doing them. So that's it for this week. I'll see you next week. Thank you very much.